Reading in Church, a proud partner with Audible.com. Previously on Reading in Church and Other Distractions. This is like when your friends say to you, you need to get saved. You know? Right. Or maybe that's just my friends, but... No, no, I've, I've had that too. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Usually it was students, yeah. but yes, yeah. I've had that or too. Or podcast comments or things or, like that. Or, you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah whatever. they're actually locating you outside of salvation <laughs> if, you, if you stop and think about it. You know, yeah. that's a, yeah. interesting. I, I assumed it was just metaphorical. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. Oh, wow. Welcome to Reading in Church and Other Distractions with Rob and Mike. Well, welcome back to the podcast. I am Robert Wallace. And I am Michael McKeever. And we are going to do the readings for Proper 26, the 21st Sunday after Pentecost, November 3rd, 2019. Because I made Mike skip a week. I take full responsibility for uh, it. Well, so... Well, at some point, we'll make it up. Life gets crazy. It, it certainly did. Uh, four readings, uh, Habakkuk 1, 1 to 4, and 2, 1 to 4. Uh, Psalm 119, again, uh, this time verses 137 to 144. 2 uh, Thessalonians 1, 1 yes. to 4, and 11 to 12. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I knew. <laughs> I knew you'd just been waiting for three years to do 2 Thessalonians. Not really. Luke oh, 2 Thessalonians. Oh, okay, never mind. Oh, that's not what I heard. Yeah. Luke 19, 1 to 10. So hope that you will like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter so you get those updates. Like, for example, we won't be dropping a podcast <laughs> until later and then not doing it at all, actually, oh. at the end of the day. So. Hey, oh, I had a question. I never saw it. I saw that there was a question and life has been crazy with my dog and I didn't get to it. I saw, I have a question for Mike McKeever. And so then I stopped, <laughs> I I stopped reading at that point. Uh, uh, no, I've been dealing with dog crises all week. And I didn't yes, get that yeah, far. And your dog, your dog is, again, somewhat ill, but uh, mm-hmm. yes. we're optimistic for a full recovery following rice and chicken. People so. come in and say, oh, are you guys painting? Are you guys redecorating? <laughs> Did the roof collapse? Why do you have all these drop cloths? Have around? you had a leak? Have you had yeah. a large? Yes, yes, we yes, have. We have, yes, in fact, we have. Yes, have why? R- rampant leaking. Why is the wet vac out and so... <laughs> Glowing warm. <laughs> yes, you've you've been working your wet back out pretty hard, yes. as I understand it. Storms so. here on the on the <laughs> west coast. They were not right. predicted. No, no. <laughs> See, I got like three jokes that wouldn't be appropriate nope. for the podcast. Yes, now, there's so. lots of jokes that wouldn't be appropriate at this Woo. point. All right. Well, <laughs> in that case, let's move on to what I will be honest with you is my favorite book in the Bible. Oh man! Wow. Yeah. Habakkuk. Des- Second Thessalonians. Oh, Habakkuk. It is oh. not. No, Habakkuk, yes. Or Abakuk, as they Habakkuk. say. Habakkuk. Uh, do people say that? I mean, I, I've heard that, but is, yeah, that, just, is that just having fun? No, that's the British pronunciation. Mm. Ab- Abakuk. Mm. Okay. Uh, and actually, the Hebrew pronunciation as well, frankly. It is. <laughs> okay. Don't want to give the Brits too much uh, credit yeah. for that, but uh, huh. yeah. It's so a... yeah, I, I do. I, I actually was planning on writing my dissertation on uh, Habakkuk, and I did some research and found out I had two things I thought I wanted to say, and I researched some recently published dissertations and found out that one, two, two different dissertations had said the two things I wanted to say. Oh, And so I went to my major professor, and uh, he said, well, the good news is this shows you're on the cutting edge of scholarship. Mm-hmm. He said, the bad news is we're going to have to push you a little further out on the edge. So... <laughs> Yeah. So, yeah, so I went to the Psalms after that, which I've loved and haven't looked hey, back. Hey, you know what? They come the up Psalms. more often in the in the uh, the readings. 
The Psalms certainly yes. 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 Yes, that's true. I don't know if you but, I don't uh, know if you've noticed. I actually now that you mention it after three years, yeah. it seems like we often have one except during Pentecost. Yeah. Well, this so. gospel thing is working out for me too. Yeah. <laughs> it's every yeah. week. All the time. Job security, well, Psalms, Gospels. Sometimes Psalms get published with the New Testament. So that's true. It's like an honorary member of the New Testament. It is. It is. <laughs> Maybe you're a well, New I, Testament professor. Well, I've been accused. I, I would argue that they're there because the, the idea no, the, the of not being an Old Testament oh, professor. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. No, I think I'm too nice to be a New Testament professor. <laughs> um, Me too. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> that's true. Um, but yeah, I, I uh, think that Psalms are in the New Testament because they people feel like if you have the Psalms, you probably pretty much got the Old Testament. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Pretty good shit. Tell me to write a book on that. I, I'm working <laughs> on it. Get off my back, Mike. I'm doing what I can. Uh, wow. That's ruined the podcast. Isn't that a killer? <laughs> like, don't ask someone how they're doing on their dissertation. It's just like, oh, my goodness. Uh, I'll bring up the road movie book if you don't yes, stop. Yes, I know. Uh, I know. <laughs> Or yes, or my dissertation, which which it, it, in my my most recent letter, you know, for a job application, I had my, yeah. my advisor mentioned like he really should publish that. <laughs> 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 it's like oh, and wow. and it's like it, it was because my the the search committee told me that because I didn't I didn't wow. read the letter. I go, I should do that. <laughs> yes, you should. Yes, yes. Okay. So but enough about we're us. We're both in a dark place. <laughs> oh my goodness! We've got our heads right for this podcast. Oh, That's man. exciting. Well, let's see right, what, what in the world you like about this book. So I love this book. All right, here, here, here it goes. I'm going to start at the beginning. Good plan. The, how do you want me to pronounce the name? Should we say it? Either way you'd like. Okay. Habakkuk, uh, Habakkuk is the in, traditional American English pronunciation of it. Okay. Okay. Habakkuk. And Habakkuk. Habakkuk is the traditional Japanese, original yeah. Japanese yeah. pronunciation. I'm not sure. It's funny. That it's the only Japanese on that. prophet in. <laughs> yes. And Malachi, the only Italian <laughs> one. Yes. All right. <laughs> yes. I, I, we've burnt enough time. All right. The oracle that the prophet uh, Habakkuk saw. Oh, Lord, how long shall I cry for help and you will not listen or cry to you violence and you will not save? Why do you make me see wrongdoing and look at trouble? Destruction and violence are before me. Strife and contention arise. So the law becomes slack and justice never prevails. The wicked surround the righteous. Therefore, judgment comes forth perverted. I will stand at my watch post and station myself on the rampart. rampart. Yeah, we jumped a bit there. Yeah. I will keep watch to see what he will say to me and what he will answer concerning my complaint. Then the Lord answered me and said, write the vision, make it plain on tablets so that a runner may read it. For there is still a vision for the appointed time. It speaks of the end and does not lie. If it seems to tarry, wait for it. It will surely come. It will not delay. Look at the proud. Their spirit is not right in them, but the righteous live by their faith. Ooh, that's a good one. There you go. I could work that with that. I mean, I could work with yeah. that. I could workshop that verse so could Paul. and take it into yeah. the New Testament, I think. Yes, you, yes, you could. A couple times. Mm-hmm. Um, this, is, this is great. He's a, he's a seventh, well, he's either a seventh or early sixth century prophet. We don't know exactly the dates on Habakkuk, but um, he is near the end of the life of Judah. Uh, so sometime prior to, say, 597. And he is, uh, it's an interesting book because there's no preaching in it. 
He's hmm. not preaching to Judah. There's no sermons. Uh, this is an entirely uh, internally focused prophet who is working through some issues that, that he has with God. Oh, um, and so he's Unitarian. This, <laughs> so this prophet is, I'm just going to keep, keep moving. moving. This Head prophet down, is forward, to, to, totally, totally focused on himself in this regard. <laughs> he has some issues because he is looking around in the world and he sees injustice and violence and destruction. And he sees the wicked surrounding the righteous Unitarian. and he Unitarian. sees the poor, Unitarian. the poor, not re- not being looked mm-hmm. after um, Check. the, the, ju- the judgments that are coming forth from the courts are perverted uh, and not in any way in support of Torah. Uh, the Torah has become slack. And so he goes to God and says, how long? You know, we get that rhetorical framework for lament here. How long, God, are we going to have to wait and see? How long do I have to put up with this kind of work? How long can you actually put up with People who call themselves your people, who wear your name, continuing to act unjustly in this world, which is a fair question, I think. Mm -hmm. And the one advantage Habakkuk has is God actually answers. So right after verse four of chapter one, God responds. Now, God's response has always made me laugh because basically God's response is, I'm going to tell you something that if you were told, you would not believe. And I always tell the students, it's really a bad sign when God Uh, opens with, okay, you probably need to sit down. That's not good. um, Because it's not going to. Not going to work. But then God says, you know, I mean, after God says, be astonished, be astounded. Um, that's actually God's opening. Mm-hmm. Um, tell I'm working something you'd never believe no. that even if you were told. It's like a like a um, barker am, at the midway. It is. I am bringing the Babylonians to judge Judah. Absolutely. You're right. I cannot let this go on. So the Babylonians are going to come and execute judgment. Now, the funny part of this, there's actually some humor to me in this because Habakkuk responds back to God. And his literal opening is, are you not from old, O Lord God? Are you not from old Yahweh? I mean, are you not? It's like, I'm sorry. I was trying to reach Yahweh, and apparently I called the wrong number (laughs) because this makes absolutely no sense. How is it possible that you can judge us with the Babylonians? The Babylonians, okay, we're bad, but they're Mm -hmm. terrible. How in the world is it fair? Mm. How is it just that the wicked swallow up those that are more righteous? Now, if we're grading on a scale here— We're ahead of them. How could you possibly use them to execute judgment? Mm. Now, after that is where we pick up again in chapter two. Habakkuk is so convinced of this answer. He is so convinced that he is right here. There's no way that that could be fair. That's when he says, I will stand my watch at the watch post or on the rampart and see what God will say to Mm. me. So it's like, I've got him. I mean, God is just, this is unjust. God can't do this. How are you going to respond to that Mm. God? And so... God then says, all right, write this down, (laughs) make it plain. It may take a while, but eventually it makes sense. The proud don't have the right spirit, but the, but the righteous live by faith. Basically God's response to Habakkuk is you're just going to have to trust Mm. me. (laughs) You know, it doesn't make sense. You're just going to have to Mm. trust me. And, and so Habakkuk's response to that in chapter three of Habakkuk actually literally writes a song about it. Um, <laughs> like to hear it, here it goes. Now, um, Habakkuk in, in wrestling with what God has said, actually writes a song and it has musical terms. It oh, has a hymn tune. It? it has, you know, say it's, it's a song. Hmm. It's literally a song. 
Um, it's according to the style of the Shigion. Mm. Um, that word only occurs twice in the Bible. We don't know what it means. Uh, it may have some connection to the, uh, the word for wild or reeling. So it's one of those crazy wow. wild reeling songs, wow. you know, the kind the kids yeah. love. You can dance to it. And you could certainly dance to it. And, he's, and Habakkuk spends the first, oh, I don't know, three quarters of this song sort of revisiting all the ways in which God has acted in the past. You know, he uses a lot of creation. He doesn't name anything specifically. But there's creation imagery, there's conquest imagery, and it's just sort of poetically expressed. And then comes to, honestly, the best verses in the whole Bible, uh, chapter 3, verses 17 and 18, where he says, um, though the fig tree doesn't blossom, there's no fruit on the vines, there's no produce mm -hmm. of olives, there's no, the fields yield no food, the cattle stalls are empty. In spite of all of that, yet I will mm. rejoice in the Lord. I will exult in the God of my salvation. Mm. So Habakkuk basically returns back to God after mm -hmm. asking him, you know, how could this possibly be fair? And God's saying, you're going to have to trust me. Habakkuk responds with, even if there is no evidence, even if there's no product for the faith that I'm showing, I'm going to praise you for the chance to follow. Mm. And, and it's, uh, I mean, it's a breathtaking faith in Habakkuk. Mm. It is a, it is mm -hmm. a faith that is is confident not just to trust in the absence of evidence, but to rejoice in the absence of mm. evidence of God moving. And that's, that's the part that just blows mm. your mind that, that God yeah. can act, that you, you have a, a faith that is actually that deep yeah. um, and mm. that yeah. powerful. And so, so yeah, I'm, I'm a huge fan of, right. of the book of right. Habakkuk. Yep. So, Nice. Probably go on and on about that. It's 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 what it's disinterested piety. It is it is to be faithful or religious when it's again it's not in mm -hmm. your best interest to mm -hmm. be so. You don't get mm -hmm. blessing. Yeah. You know? It's it's a direct contrast to Deuteronomic theology, mm -hmm. which is the good people get good things and the bad people get bad yeah. things. Habakkuk says, I don't care if I get bad things, I'm still happy to mm -hmm. be here. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm I'm praising God even for the times when God doesn't make mm. sense. Yeah. Yeah. And as I remind people, it's a faith I look up to. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that's a pretty, you know, that's a that's a benchmark for. You know, there's not too many places you could. I'm thinking Job's early early part of Job's affliction. Yes. <laughs> Job's early work. Job's early yeah. affliction. <laughs> early early first week of Job's affliction. I, actually, I would argue the end, yeah, end of Job. Of Job? Okay. It's after yeah. yeah, after God uh, appears, Job's response shows this okay. kind of faith. Up uh -huh. to that point, Job wants God to uh -huh. make sense, but. After God shows up and says, hello, I'm God, Job goes, you know what? You're right. Yeah, My bad. Yeah. I'm in. Yeah, no he might still been kind of formulaic at the, uh, shall we, we've received good, shall we not receive evil? That was I'm the sure beginning. this will turn around in a second. No, but I'm saying, exactly. <laughs> I'm thinking that may not be as yeah. mature a faith as I'm thinking. Exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. uh, I would argue also uh, Abraham mm -hmm. in the offering of Isaac, where God says in Genesis 17, Isaac is the one through whom the promise comes. And then in 22 sacrifice Isaac. So it's not just being asked to give up Isaac. It's being, are you going to be obedient when it means giving up all these promises? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's the same kind right. of faith. Also Isaac um, in the offering of Isaac. Well, he never said anything. He went, he yeah. went with his dad. <laughs> he did. He did. A quiet um, faith. Paul, Jesus, mm -hmm. um, just mentioned a couple of New Testament <laughs> examples, random ones. Um, Jeremiah, I would argue, uh, mm -hmm. when obedience is calling him to suffer, uh, 
he's being obedient even when it costs him, and he's criticizing Israel, who won't be obedient even when it's in their best interest mm-hmm. to do so. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it is, it's a faith you see sprinkled throughout the, the Bible, but it is, it's the mm-hmm. top. It's the top mm-hmm. shelf uh, of oh, faith yeah. Um, yeah. in Habakkuk. Yeah. I remember that I'm, I'm remembering, uh, I think when I was in college or something, that there was a, one of these uh, campus Christian organizations was showing a movie called Habakkuk, and I didn't go to it. So I'm thinking, I thought, oh, I'm sorry. Hmm, I wonder, I'm curious what they did with that. Yeah, that is it's interesting. It is fascinating that to, this book has no preaching in it. It's just Habakkuk and hmm. God. Um, interesting. It's Habakkuk just working it out. Mm-hmm. And he's sometimes called the philosopher mm-hmm. prophet because he's... Just trying to make sense yep. of it, of this this world that doesn't yep. make sense. Well, that's good. It's good that it's mm-hmm. there. Come alongside him. It is. He figures it out. It's a good book. Yeah. Hmm. Kind of a, a kind of think about the future. It's like, huh? Being called to that kind of faith is a. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'd much rather be called to a much simpler. <laughs> yes. <place>. Yes. <laughs> like. like there's a reason no prophet ever wanted to be a prophet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they, they see how yeah. it goes. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's the reality is <laughs> the reality is no matter where we're at, that is, that is where we're at with it God. Is. I mean, it's like, you, it uh, you may not understand this, and you, but you're going to have to trust me. I got this one. So hang in there. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's good stuff. Now, you know that Paul took that verse out of context, right? You know that. <laughs> Right. That, that verse, just that, just that, that verse, one? verse four, just that one, just that one. He uh-huh. took out of context. Yes, so. yes. Well, He's, what's he did that? So did everyone else. But what's fascinating about that to me is that for Paul, the Greek word order mattered mm-hmm. because you know he in Galatians he's making the argument that those you're righteous by faith and not under mm-hmm. the law, and in Greek it literally says the righteous by faith will live. And so Paul's pointing out, see, it says there, the righteous by faith will live. It's the ones who are righteous by faith that live. It's not the ones who are righteous by the mm-hmm. law. It's like, wait a minute, that's uh, not what Habakkuk oh, was doing. Yes. No, but it yeah. makes a great point. I'm going to take it out of, <laughs> yes, out of context and out of order. Or I'm going to play with the order, like a, yeah. Gr- mm-hmm. Like a great mm-hmm. rabbi. Yes, yep. yes. Who's using the Greek? <laughs> Who's using the Greek, right? <laughs> right. It's so funny. <laughs> yes, it's complicated, isn't it? Yep. It is. Huh. Well, I'm going to have to read this book again. Been a while. Got to say. One. I'll admit it. <laughs> it's been a while. I, I have a Bible study that I have led on Habakkuk, and the title of it is uh, The Best Book in the Bible You're Not Reading. Because hmm. oh, no one ever looks hmm. at Habakkuk. Yeah. And yet, it's a book that I would argue is timely and, and oh, in many ways always, timeless. Yeah, always timely. Know? Yeah. Great. Huh. I mean, unless you've never had questions of how just God could be in the yes. world. I mean, if you've never had those questions, this book Life is totally irrelevant. Strangely but. consistent and, and awesome <laughs> yes. for you. Well, then you've yeah. got something to look and forward to. I wouldn't to. recommend it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I, I, I don't imagine we're going to continue in Habakkuk. Yeah. No, is this that, is it. It's, it's just a three-chapter book. Okay. Yep. That's why I went ahead and yeah. did all of it. That's good. So. Okay. All right. Well, shall we look at uh, getting close to the end of Psalm 119? Uh, yeah, we've made it up to the few more weeks. We got to go to the so. end of the year with this, or how many? I didn't see how far this goes. I don't. I no, just All right. a few more. Psalm 119, 137 to 144. 
Just a little bite. Just a little little yep. cleanser palate here. Yep. You are righteous, O Lord, and your judgments are right. You have appointed your decrees in righteousness and in all faithfulness. My zeal consumes me because my foes forget your words. Your promise is well tried, and your servant loves it. I am small and despised, yet I do not forget your precepts. Your righteousness is an everlasting righteousness, and your law is the truth. Trouble and anguish have come upon me, but your commandment, your commandments are my delight. Your decrees are righteous forever. Give me understanding that I may live. There you are. Yeah, we made it up to the Tzadi mm. passage, uh, the letter Tzadi. Um, it is, well, righteous is Tzadik, uh, and so, or Tzedek, uh, and so that's why it's a really mm-hmm. good, it's a good eight-verse section to highlight mm-hmm. how righteous God's okay. words are, because it gives you that yeah. letter yes, yes. <laughs> over okay. and over again. Uh, also, commandments is, starts with oh. a Tzadi, and so that's an easy one to, to work in there as mm. well. Uh, judgments, well, I should say judgment starts with a Tzadi, not commandments commandments starts with the main but that's a different issue um it's uh I, you know what do i say about this the <laughs> psalm it is it is a, the celebration of god's torah that it just highlights to me in a way that how far away we are from the way in which we think about law and the way they think about torah these are not the same things i mean this gives him joy it gives him life they are right they are righteous mm-hmm. um that they're, it's a delight. I don't think about it's a delight to follow the speed limit. I think it's, but but but, but God's Torah is. It's not. You know, that. It's, it's not. Sometimes it's, I'm just going crazy down the, the freeway, and and occasionally I go. You know, I'm going to pull over in the slow lane and go the speed limit, and it's kind of it, it kind of literally. is refreshing. It's like you know what, <laughs> I, just, I I would get there a few seconds before I <laughs> get there by yeah. just taking my life in my hands and trying to pass everyone. So. Well, you know, last week I went to Chicago. This is what I'm my, picturing, uh, son. <laughs> Chicago. And and exactly. I And I, I always said, you know, I, I miss, sometimes I miss the crowdsource speed limits. <laughs> I do. I, I miss. That's, 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 that's every all freeway. I know. It, it is. Yeah. It's just a crowdsource. Now, out here, not so much. Chicago, it really was. Oh, I mean, it yes. really was. We've oh, all decided my. that this is how mm-hmm, fast we're mm-hmm. going to go. Yes, we we don't know how fast it is to get pulled over. We know that there is a speed at which you get pulled over because we've seen people pulled over. But I've been and I scratch my head as I go by at 85. I go, what was that guy doing? Right. Yeah, really. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, I was I I have, you know, 55. You got run over. I know. 90 at four in the morning. And I get on the freeway early. Whoa. Everyone's going 85 at four in the morning. And I was doing 70 and a cop blew past Uh me. So it wasn't 70. I could (laughs) I can say that's certain but uh, surge, anyway surge pricing <laughs> it is not yeah exactly it is not oh, that oh, it's it not, is not that. okay that kind right. of obedience oh. no it's different it is it is taking joy in in i mean because remember that that this torah is god's instructions for life torah is is how to live life well torah is is how you find justice how you rest, how you restore things to god's intended uh function mm-hmm. in the world justice is when things are working the way they're supposed right. to be working and so god's god's torah is is you know lifting up the widow it is lifting up the orphan it is restoring the human condition to what it should mm-hmm. be um of course updated for us in the new testament being a much shorter torah love god with everything you have and love your neighbors yourself oh. um that is what it takes to to restore and lift up 
out of our broken and fallen position. And, and that is something that is energizing. Mm -hmm. That is something that is, you know, righteous or just, I mean, again, just is a pretty good synonym for righteousness here. Um, and righteous it's right. Uh, it, it's not just as in legal. It is just as in restoring to the condition God would have at mm -hmm. creation mm -hmm. kind of idea. Um, yeah. <clears throat> it's hard to imagine. So. Unless you live in yeah. a Scandinavian country, then. Oh, oh, really? Then, then it's okay. good to know. Good to know. <laughs> hey, let's get into the background of the oh, author a little bit. I am small and despised. When I take a d dig into yeah. that a bit, a bit, yeah. bit about the author. I, I don't think okay. I am. Okay. No. All right. No, well, I'll take I it am. up. I mean, relative relative to God. Okay. You know. All right. I, well, I, I can see why they're pairing everybody. this with Zacchaeus. So um, the Zacchaeus reading. So oh, okay. I can see good touche, touche you know what? readers. That is not. <laughs> That is probably on purpose, knowing these crazy writers. Man, they're so. good. They are good. That's pretty good. I'm small and despised, yet I do not forget your precepts. This is uh Yeah. This, uh, there's some rare. resonance there. Yeah. There is. Well, don't okay. jump to that. We always oh, no, skip over we Second Thessalonians. <laughs> I mean, nobody wants us or, to miss Second Thessalonians. Okay, but we might have not to spend as much time we, as we would like to, just so you know. Oh, sure. We may need to okay. cut it short. In fact, I probably, you know what? All right, that was pretty good. No, um, let's do Second <laughs> we Thessalonians. We had some connection problems, but uh, so we lost that part. One to <laughs> click. <laughs> no, we'll, we'll try to do something. The Lesser uh -huh. Thessalonians. Paul, Sylvanus, and Timothy to the church of the well, get the bands back together to the Pow, yeah power trio. to the church of the, the Thessalonians in God. Other than God, other than God, okay. <laughs> sure, sure, and the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. We must always we must always give thanks to God for you, brothers and sisters, as is right, because your faith is growing abundantly, and the love of every one of you for one another is mm -hmm. increasing. This, this means he's going to say thanks for the now. question. He's going to talk about it, something that's been covered in the syllabus in detail. This is how you oh, start. Thanks yeah, for the question. I, it is. Thank you for the question. That's a really uh -huh. good question. I appreciate. Yeah. You know, I always appreciate it when people are tackling this issue. Narrator, but he didn't appreciate it. Um, therefore, when we ourselves boast of you among the churches of God for your steadfastness and faith during all your persecutions and the afflictions that you are enduring. And then we skip a bit. Uh, to this end, <laughs> we always pray for you, asking that our God will make you worthy of his call and will fulfill by his power every good resolve and work of faith, so that the name of our Lord Jesus may be glorified in you and you in him, according to the grace of our God and the Lord Jesus okay. Christ. Well, this is a this is familiar sort of phraseology that you find in uh, a lot of Paul's letters, but it sounds a lot like First Thessalonians, and so it's a lot of debate yeah. about uh, whether this is Paul or is this, uh, is this, you want to spend some time talking about whether it's Paul? <laughs> I don't. <laughs> everyone Un unlike else, everyone does. else who like, instead of <laughs> yeah. talking about the letter, uh, it talks about that. Uh, I, I, usually the introduction is longer than the commentary section. And if you're going through a small, yeah. you know, single volume commentary, um, yeah. So then they, then they explore the possibilities, which, which, um, which could be one of them I encountered uh, today was um, that this is really right after writing the Thessalonians and uh, I mean, after leaving Thessalonica and, and uh, 
the letter and uh and there's some confusion and some misunderstanding that maybe even the letter bearer uh um gosh who was the person who had this theory i forget I've been Barclay, the letter bearer uh, witnessed when he delivered First Thessalonians. So he comes back and tells Paul, and Paul gives another one, and almost from memory he's quoting stuff from the uh, the first one. So that's a novel, you know. Right. What I yeah. said was, yeah. Um, so I see. I've always thought this book was it. It kind of like had that same issue of Ephesians, and that is that for a place he spent so much time, it's not particularly uh-huh. personal. Well, yeah, it's not. It. it doesn't sound at all it's like not, Corinthians. It's not for personal, example. and there is a debate whether he was there a very short time or if you just read, um, if you read Acts, and who doesn't read Acts, right? Oh yeah, like certainly anyone yeah. who talks and, to you, and, and even I don't get. I've never, I've never taught a course on Acts. I've, I have a colleague who's teaching a course on Acts right now, and he wanted me to come and teach, and I, I said, oh, I have a class at the same time, and I had to admit, like I've never got opportunity to teach Acts. So, what a great yeah. class that would be. Um, but this, the, the, it could be that he was running out of town for a few weeks, but on the other hand, there's little things like he practiced his trade for a while, you know? So that doesn't sound mm-hmm. like a short mm-hmm. time. So this, even that's a little bit confusing. It's hard to reconstruct the Paul's chronology from Acts. Um, you know, like, like it's not, it's not chronological and everything's condensed yeah. and, and it's orderly. It's yeah, just, just not, not in an order. order. Orderly. <laughs> not the, not that kind yeah. of order. Um, but it does clarify some things he said. So it's kind of like, you know, clarifying misunderstandings of his own, perhaps of his own teaching. Um, and so you have people who are, you know, this, this, um, expectation of the end and, uh, the issue, uh, in both letters of those who have, um, stopped working. Uh, so millennial expectation and stopped working and they're living in their, uh, parents' basement. So they're referred to as millennials. Sure, sure. And, uh, right, right. so he's addressing that. <laughs> millennials can't catch a break. It's Let's see, we, we were ir- irritating yeah. uh, Germans. I thought uh, the reason we, we and... didn't have a podcast last week is because the, by the you, squirrel and pie, it just alienated everyone. And we just, no, it's really no one everyone. left, you know, I covered Unitarians today. So, so they were listening to this. Uh, I, yeah, no, sure I don't know. You know, listeners. I don't know why millennials get such a hard rap. I really don't. Um, I feel bad for them, but that's obviously uh, not what Paul's talking about. But he's talking about people leaving off, leaving off their jobs. And you are talking about expectations of the yes, end of time. Yes, yes, that would make way more sense than, than how people are using it now. Yes, yes. Uh, yeah, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe, maybe they're. Uh, leaving off working because they're full-time preaching about the end, you know? Yeah. 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 So, um, yeah, there's it's just clarification. And he's talking about when he's talking about, uh, living like I, you saw me live. One of them was like, I'm working, you know, I'm working, I'm working for myself. I'm working to help other people. You guys should be doing the same thing. It certainly didn't prevent Paul from, uh, engaging in ministry. So, there's, yeah, there's this tension between how much of a, you know, millenarian was Paul? Well, how much of an apocalyptic expectation mm-hmm. of, did he have? And Thessal- First Thessalonians is thought to be his first letter, so very early. And some of the language uh, sounds like he's uh, imminent. You know, you can understand how the Thessalonians might mm-hmm. understand it, even as correcting, his correcting them. But yeah. that might be because that's their language they're using. So Paul often 
you know, right. it just dials in. My wife has this great ability to uh, mirror people's uh, tones on the on the phone, and she's oh, yeah. she's uh, even when she, we were at Berkeley and she was um, working in the dean's office, she would get letters from people who just called to ask a question, and they they I would see them on her desk. They're just like, "You thank you, I just uh, you were so uh, empathetic, and uh, I just appreciated finding someone who would you know answer my." Uh, my questions. And basically she's very good at, at, uh, 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 she, she's a very empathetic person, but she also in doing that mirrors people's talking styles. So mm-hmm. I can kind of tell mm-hmm. who she's talking to all the time just by like, Oh, that's, that's Mary. That's, that's so-and-so. Funny. Oh, she's got a Wisconsin accent. It must be Mary in Wisconsin. <laughs> 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 so Paul does that. Paul, wow. Paul, uh, uh, does a little bit of mirroring in his retor- retor- rhetoric and uh, his language, and and makes perfect sense to the people. It's perfect, perfect tone to mm-hmm. strike for the the letter, but could be could be hard to get a beat on who who's this Paul guy who keeps changing from letter to letter, and occasionally changes enough mm-hmm. that people say this can't be Paul. Yeah, because he's been so consistent right. before this, right? Uh, yeah, right, right, yeah, right. So there are you know they skipped over some. Uh, some pretty harsh things about judgment that Paul's Paul's using, which could also be mirroring their the language, but it's all common in in uh, this era of Judaism about you know things with fire mm-hmm. and people eternally uh, separated from God and such. So um, mm-hmm. people, the, the, one of the commentaries I was reading said they've done a computer analysis. I think this is an old commentary when when that got some cred. You know, hey, they used a computer on this. And they said it doesn't sound like yeah, Paul. Right. You know, it's not the normal sort of uh, vocabulary, which is which is questionable. So yeah, it's a, uh, it's a, I'm sorry. We have too small a sample size. Uh, yeah. To convince I, yeah. We were doing, uh, mm-hmm. we were doing some program assessment based upon two, two graduating seniors. <laughs> we're reading their portfolios and like, we're going down the boxes. Should we make any adjustments to our program? Based on two, <laughs> two graduates. Based on these two individuals experiences. <laughs> this one was awesome. This one wasn't as awesome. Hmm. How can we change everything? Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> Well, I, I mean, I saw some of those same studies, and I remember that that Galatians and Romans and he didn't write any of those either. <laughs> if you those are undisputed, if you look at them right, separately, right, exactly, <laughs> exactly. The, the 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 you know unique vocabulary to those books was exactly the same number as Second uh, uh, Thessalonians, uh, yeah. Ephesians, and you know these other uh-huh. disputed Pauline letters, and yeah. so it's like, you know, okay. I just, I'm, I'm unconvinced that the, I don't think the sample size is large enough for us to make those it's kinds of very judgments. small. And then when you actually introduce the concept of yeah. an amanuensis mm-hmm. or a scribe, then all that's out yep. the window too. And, and so I don't, New Testament people confuse me, Mike. I'm just going to say got a little, very little words. All our samples are small. Okay. Except yes. for Luke X. That's, that's pretty big. <laughs> that's yeah. why I use the big one. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we're going to spend a few weeks in this. <laughs> okay, well, you know what? Let, you know what? Let's save it. Let's save it. Let's, save it. Let's, save it. Let's, save it. Let's save it. Let's build well, to that. The anticipation and, uh, is building. This will get people I'm to sure. listen next us... week and the week after. Yeah. Oh, well, well, they're doing Thessalonians, Thessalonians Christmas. <laughs> I'm going <laughs> to download that podcast. No, well, there's no presents this year because Dad quit his on. job because he's out there. <laughs> he's out on the street <laughs> because corner. Because he's waiting for the end. <laughs> waiting for the end. All right, well, isn't that what Christmas then. is all about? We've learned from the election. Sure. Yes. Sure. It is the apocalypse, Charlie uh-huh. Brown. Um, oh, by the way, 
Oh yes. I oh I, I should send it to you when I'm reading. I've got this big banner I made of of um well it hasn't arrived yet, but it's of uh, Linus from the Charlie Brown special reading Luke. Yeah. Reading Luke and saving Christmas yes. and telling Charlie Brown. And right. it's it's six feet by eight feet. I'm gonna I'm gonna put it on my gate of my my new house. I'm gonna send mixed messages. I'm gonna have a. You only be able to see it if the gate is closed. <laughs> so it's like it's a good Christmas message, but it's gonna be on my closed gate because because nice. that we're ramping up for living on Christmas tree lane. I got to get my act together. Yes, but it's got to have. I yes, got to put my do. signature on it with Luke. So I'm gonna send mixed message, but I'm gonna have a little a little wimpy Charlie Brown tree in front of it also. So I think that's what Jesus. I'm gonna send you the um, the uh, the proof of it. So, yes. Please. Okay. I'm looking forward uh, to that. I meant to do that for the podcast. So, it's just reminding me because we got to Luke. You know, you do enough ridiculous things that people sometimes yeah, can't no, tell I'm whether actually or not you're kidding yeah. or not. This one, I, I, I can tell, though. I know I'm actually going to get a you picture are. of this. So. In fact, I'm going to grab it right yeah. now while, you, while you're I reading because I know this text pretty well, but I'll be, I'll be tracking with you. Yeah. Okay. Just, I'll start singing. All right. Luke 19, 1 to 10. He, I assume that's Jesus, entered yes. Jericho. Mm-hmm. And was passing so that part through. Look about Jesus. Yes. Yes. A man was there named Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was and rich. small and despised. I just got a text message from small you. And... He was tr- <laughs> he was trying to see who Jesus was, but on account of the crowd, he could not because he was short in stature. So he ran ahead, climbed a sim- sycamore tree to see him. I'm going to need to know yes, more. Yes, everyone the tree, talks about the tree because he was going to pass that way. When Jesus came to the place, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, hurry and come down, for I must stay at your house today. So he hurried down and was happy to welcome him. All who saw it began to grumble and said, he's gone to the guest of one who is a sinner. Zacchaeus stood there and said to the Lord, look, half my possessions, Lord, I will give to the poor. And I have, if I've defrauded anyone of anything, I will pay back four times as much. Then Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house because he is too, he too is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and save the lost. All right. Yeah. All right. I sent you the banner. Just try to, you did. Try, I just, try to I envision that as uh, four, six feet by eight feet. Yeah. Pink, pink very right, bright right. pink, which is very, it is more pink. Christmassy. Very, than, it's like than fuchsia. Pink. It is fuchsia. Yes, it is. Yeah. So, so anyway. Wow. Um, but about Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus. Well, this is a. I always torment my students with this text because it's complex, and and, and they don't think it's complex because yeah. they have a little song about it. they sang in kindergarten about being a wee right. little man, which may not be his main problem, uh, as it turns out. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's not your main problem, Zacchaeus. Um, mm. This is a very carefully prepared for text that builds upon. It is. And a surprising one. I mean, it really is a surprising text. When you hear the way Luke has talked about yes. rich people yeah. up to this mm-hmm. point. This is, I've, I've probably, you know, I don't know if we've ever read this. Uh, it's not been the readings, but I've always, I'll probably brought it in several times yeah. over the last few years. I, you know, I don't no? think you have. I don't okay. think you have. And, but you, you really sort of changed my, me on this mm-hmm. text. Um, because, I mean, first of all, you pointed out that the I will give uh, is present in the tense. present tense, yeah. not mm-hmm. the future mm-hmm. tense. Um, and uh, I will pay back mm-hmm. is also in the right. present tense. Right. Uh, yeah. So I do yeah. pay back. I, yeah, I they can give. be. You can understand that as, as you know, tenses in Greek are not all about time. They're about kind of action. But preponderance right. uh, far and away is habitual action. This is lifestyle yeah. stuff. 
This is how this I is how this. I live. This is the way yeah. I live. Yeah. Exactly. So yes, he's been very consistent. Luke has been very consistent in in using um, stereotypes that are against culture in three in three right. areas. Rich people are always bad people. All right, that's not what the culture mm-hmm. thought about rich people. That's not what everybody and, believed. And uh, uh, rulers. Rulers are uh, always bad in that they, in terms of responding to the the message of Jesus, the king, kingdom mm-hmm. response, they they always fail. You know, you know they always fail, mm-hmm. but they're looked up to in society. So it's really turning that social world upside down. And of course, tax collectors are, are quintessential um, bad guys who are good guys in the in the story. They mm-hmm. they're they're notorious uh, and looked down upon and and despised and thought of as traitors who are not only tax collectors but collecting tax for Rome and, and yeah. thinking probably skimming some off for themselves. You know, this is a, this is an mm-hmm. institution that doesn't go to the low bidder. It goes to the high bidder. You know, I can collect this much out of this town for, for Rome, you know, well, I can collect right. more. And it always, the bid always goes to the high bidder, which means they're very efficient at getting money from people and probably money for themselves. But so understandably a uh, despised uh, demographic, but they always respond to Jesus and um, the message, mm-hmm. and they're always um, the, the, they're such that you know when you begin to see, you get eighteen chapters into Luke, you're these you're not questioning what these people are going to do. Are they going to respond or they're not? Well, he's very consistent at keeping those separate, you know. And um, this is the first place where he mixes those um, those stereotypes. He is a he is a rich ruling tax collector. He's he's over other tax collectors. Right. He's yeah. a chief. He's a chief. Yeah. He's a right. chief tax yeah. collector who yeah. was so, rich. So he, he combines all three right. of those. Right, just think of Amway or something like that. And uh, yeah. <laughs> and it is uh he's not out on the streets doing it. So so you could hear something like if I hear of um fraud on my watch, I repay it, you know, I I, I restore mm. restitution and and go uh Four four times as much, which is beyond even what the the law says you should do when this sort of thing happens. So it is a question. It should be a question if you're a careful reader of Luke. What is Luke up to? You know, why is he yeah. messing with his own carefully constructed and preserved um, stereotype? He's uh, uh, he's he's been very careful with these, and and these stereotypes would be like early like early westerns where the bad guys always riding a black horse and. Dressing in mm-hmm, black, and the mm-hmm. good guy surprisingly is riding a white horse, and his, his clothes are still white, even though he's been out on the range, you know. And he, and when right. they come through the swinging doors of the uh, saloon, you know exactly what that character is right away, right? Yeah, right. But if the if the if the uh, saloon doors open and some guy's like, he's got plaid pants on and a a paisley shirt <laughs> and, a, and a polka dot hat, and there's there's an apple. He rode in on an Appaloosa. What do we do with this guy? He, he's a stuntastic dresser, but I have no idea who's what. I don't know how I'm what, supposed to respond. I'm not sure what team he's on. So, yeah. yeah, if you have a very traditional like Western for you know 90 minutes, right. and then this right. guy shows up, like, huh? What do we do with it? And and I think that's very intentional on Luke's part because I I believe he wants to traffic in stereotypes, but. But that's not the ultimate goal that like, oh, uh, I get this kingdom of God stuff. It's just my old stereotypes just upside down. Thank goodness I don't have to get rid of my right. stereotypes because that makes my day very right, efficient. Right. You know, yeah. on this, see all my offensive things that I've said on the podcast. <laughs> like, so, I know right. nothing about the South. I'll just, you know, say something, make, make fun, fun of them. them. It's very, it's right. yeah, I've completely... Uh, free because I know nothing. We do, in fact, make mock what we don't understand. That's my, kind of my creed. 
<laughs> so, and it's very efficient to get through your day to like, oh, you're uh, such and such. I think I understand who you are, you know. So right. it's interesting to see Luke uh, problematizing his own stereotypes. And 18, L Luke 18 sets you up to, to get this. You know, there's a guy who's a rich ruler in 18 who is unable to turn loose of his riches. Surprise, surprise. Um, mm -hmm. And there's a crowd who's shocked by that. So there's the stereotypes, and then there's how the people are responding to the stereotypes. So the issue with uh, the, his interchange with the rich ruler in 18 is that the, the crowd is shocked that this guy goes away sad and isn't, isn't a shoe in for heaven. It's like... Their, their mm -hmm. shock shows that uh, we thought this guy was a shoo-in. And the crowd has misjudged the situation. So when you get just a few breaths later to this verse, the crowd's very important because the crowd is, is judging him. And, and the question right. when we go through it, you know, in, in, in my classes is like, is the crowd always right? Do we go with the crowd on this one? Or ha do, what, what, would, what about <laughs> the crowd a few minutes ago, you know? Um, because they always appeal to the fact, well, everyone in the crowd knows he's a sinner. You know, it's like, well, let's let's look, right. let's think about right. the crowd for a let's, second. Let's yeah. unpack yeah. that for a yeah. minute. Yeah. If Seeing we could. as like a yeah. stereo, we're talking about we're kind of raising the issue of stereotypes and like, how could the crowd be wrong? You know, how could ten thousand such yeah. and such be wrong? You know, you know, just think about anything that's wildly popular and go, hmm, but is but but shouldn't be. Yeah. yeah. So it's a very interesting. Uh, Interesting story, I think, that is there to call into question these stereotypes that have been uh, employed to show how disruptive and how different the kingdom of God is, according to this system. Mm -hmm. And yet, before Jesus goes up and, uh, and, and his final uh, Passion Week in, in Jerusalem, it's almost like looking over his shoulders, like, hey, you know those stereotypes I've been using? You got to forget those, you know? Think of them yeah. as a scaffolding for something I'm, I'm building. In. But you got to tear that scaffolding down at, at some point. So it's kind of narratively, rhetorically tearing down that scaffolding and calling into question stereotypes in general. Since stereotypes are used to pigeonhole people and to, to kind of reinforce human assessments of who's in and who's out, and they're so, they fall so short of God's... Um, you know, as though we know, as though we can judge those situations, they fall so short. Mm -hmm. It it is a it's something that that he kind of deconstructs the stereotypes. Also, it's like you got to forget those because any human convention or assessment for saying who's in or who's out for pigeonholing and categorizing people is totally inadequate. So mm -hmm. it's it's kind of taking it to another level, um, and and it's almost universally rejected every time I teach it and. It, whether that be an undergraduate or a uh, a graduate context, and and I didn't believe and, it at first. I didn't go. I used to think that's a little bit. Is that overly sophisticated for these? You know, these people they lived a long time ago, so they're not sophisticated. You know, so they're not sophisticated. At they all. didn't have iPhones so, and stuff. And just so everybody, I mean, I know what yes, you're saying. Yes, I know. But that just was a so mouthful. Everyone else that was a mouthful. Yeah, several mouthfuls. Is that that for you? This this story is not necessarily the traditional look at the wicked guy who finally has found yes. Jesus and now is making right. everything right. Yeah. The question that this yes. is, this is someone who understands the nature of the kingdom and is actually doing what he can to live mm -hmm. it out as a, as a lifestyle. Yes. 
even as a rich man. The question is, or we could frame it this way, what is Zacchaeus doing when when the crowd is grumbling and saying, Jesus is going to be a guest of a sinner? Is he repenting or right. is he justifying himself? Is he saying, is he saying, this is my lifestyle? Because when you look at the rich ruler, he has an initial exchange with Jesus. It doesn't go so well. You know, it's like, which, uh, you know, uh, hey, uh, what is he? He says, um, good teacher, what must I do to be, uh, mm-hmm. you know, to inherit eternal life or enter the kingdom? He goes, why do you call me good? Mm-hmm. And it raises that issue. like, oh, we, you know, this, this, uh, this is honorific uh, language. You address people as your equal or your, your inferior or, or your superior. This, he's addressing Jesus as his equal. Mm-hmm. And he's expecting something in kind. Hey, good question. Good, rich, young ruler. Yeah. <laughs> but that didn't yeah. go well. I was like, why do you call me good? And, it, and it, it's, kind of, it's kind of raising the issue of what we're talking about. We can't have this conversation about the kingdom of God based upon some sort of human conventions of who's in or out or, or your resume. You're going to bring your resume to talk about this? You, that, that doesn't work. You know, you got to become like a child who has no resume, who's a zero. Mm-hmm. Um, which is something he reinforced just before that interchange in, in 18. So it raises that issue that uh, we can't have a conversation about kingdom of God on these conventions. You're, you're getting off on the wrong foot. And it doesn't go so well because this is a public drama. He wants to get some honor and some status mm-hmm. by interacting with the celebrity going through, you know, the, the parade that's going through town or whatever as Jesus gets closer to Jerusalem. Um, so a little bit precarious, maybe slightly shameful, but then he follows up with, you know, um, Jesus says, uh, but, uh, but the commandments, what, what are you supposed to do? You know, uh, and the, the rich young ruler says, ah, good. I've done this ever since I was a youth, you know, I've kept the commandments. Mm-hmm. So he's talking about in front of the crowd, he's talking about his lifestyle. Mm-hmm. So oh, I got this one. I didn't, mm-hmm. I didn't got off on the wrong foot, but I got this one. You know, I've done these things since I was a youth. So this is my normal lifestyle. And then Jesus kind of probes that a bit further. But the scenarios are exactly the same. The rich ruler and then Zacchaeus, okay, uh, who's also a rich ruler, but he's a tax collector, which makes it much more complicated. So they're both standing in front of a crowd and talking about their lifestyle, habitual way of living, all right? The, the Grammatically, the, the present tense, that's... I don't know if I can give a percentage, but that's the by far the majority is sure. habitual lifestyle. This is how right. I live. The, that's the most common right. interpretation right. of and that. You, you are stretching the, the verb, not stretching, but you are pushing it a little bit if you go for the minority translation there. Yeah, usually there would be something uh, contextually that, that would, right. would motivate that. And the context, right. the, the, the context here is that... Um, Tax collectors are always bad. Yes, so. our stereotypes would be the context. <laughs> exactly. Which, is, which the context. is the context because they're being probed. They're being played with. Right. It's a very right. complex, it's a surprisingly complex because of my stereotypes about this, right? Of what Luke is doing here. Yeah. And um, it takes a while for people to realize, not only am I, I buy into some of these stereotypes of the narrative, I buy into some of these stereotypes about ancient narratives that they can't be this mm-hmm. complex or any narratives or the Bible wouldn't be that complex because I didn't get it on my first reading right. <laughs> right. <laughs> or when I was reading, right. singing about Zacchaeus in kindergarten. How could, can't be more complex than that. Can it? You know, as you were, as if you were God describing is a just this, and right God, can that be true? <laughs> <laughs> as you were, you were talking about this and playing with stereotypes and you got my brain going and you know what I immediately went to was uh, to kill a mockingbird. Mm-hmm. 
where you have a Southern lawyer, um, both of whom you associate particular stereotypes with, who then, as Atticus Finch, is the most righteous and holy person mm-hmm. in this story yeah. and, and championing justice and, and turning some of those stereotypes hmm. around in that story oh, in some ways. Mm-hmm. I, I just went, that was the first place I went. Because, you know, you expect certain racial attitudes from mm. a Southerner. Mm-hmm. You expect certain other attitudes from a lawyer. And here he is running against both of those in that text. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Um, right. Doing something right. different there. I, yeah. I, I wonder, I wonder if there's something there. I, I, I think so. I, I, in, in both contexts, this would be yeah. like the, uh, the Southern sheriff with the, the mirrored sunglasses, like pulling the, right. the young people over and saying, you ain't from around here. How can yeah. I help you? Yeah. Yeah. You look lost. <laughs> yes. Here, let me change your tire rather than right. throw you in jail or something. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, playing those playing against those ideas. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So it, it, and it's not, and setting it up the way he does in 18, it it's helpful. I mean, it's like yeah. if you catch it, you might be struggling. And here's a little handrail for you know steadying mm-hmm. yourself and getting a, getting a grip on this because uh, you may just go with your stereotypes. But then there's you've been set up to read this differently. Wait a minute. Here's mm-hmm. another scenario of a rich ruler who's defending himself by his lifestyle in front of a crowd. <laughs> yeah. Could those be meant to be read together? Hmm. Yeah. And and so he is perhaps. Uh, one of the many, many uh, surprising outsiders that Luke employs and other gospel writers employ because there's no insiders who are good examples. You know, mm-hmm. it's typically someone marginalized or someone within his followers who are marginalized. So he's, Luke will be pointing to women who right. have no status, who are the most exemplary disciples. And But he's always crossing paths with people who are outsiders and you don't know their backstory mm-hmm. and they have extraordinary faith and they become examples for, um, insiders and potential insiders, you know, mm-hmm. the crowds, the, the, uh, the boundaries are permeable, uh, all the way along this journey that, that Jesus is taking. Um, you know, just right. Just talking about this makes me want to finish my book. My goodness. Oh, hey, how exciting. <laughs> this, this Luke stuff. It's pretty good. good stuff. It is. Yeah. It is. This is a great story. And, and, and what's interesting is like when I teach uh, this for, uh, seminarians and, and, and recently, um, Fuller, Fuller, uh, teaches it. I teach, well, I teach regularly a Luke course for Fuller and, um, they get more pushback from them, but, but Joel Green periodically writes a, another article about this cause he finds there's more to work with. So he's written something about, uh, neuropsychology and, and Luke, uh, 19, like, why do we do the, why do we make these judgments? You know, it's mm-hmm. a very interesting article. And I usually, if I'm getting I always get pushback, but if I get really smart people who are, who are really pushing back, I say, hey, you should read this. You say, this is very recent. You might, you might be interested in this. And then I don't hear any, any, any more from them. Don't get any yeah, more pushback. So it, well, you are running against the way we've always interpreted this text, you know, and which would be stereo or so to bind to our stereotypes exactly yes. that we, that Jesus has been playing with, but just enough to disrupt them now at the end. Is, yeah. And it's interesting to see how the different points of view is like, how is, how is he referred to the, um, mm-hmm. the narrator calls him a, a rich, uh, a, a tax collector who, a rich ruling tax, a, a ruling tax collector who was rich right. and the crowd calls him a sinner and Jesus calls him a son of Abraham. Right. right? And, and at, at the outset, um, what 
what uh, John the Baptist says. It's like, don't say in your hearts, we have Abraham for our father. God can raise up, you know, sons of Abraham from these stones, you know. Or tax collectors. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's being a son of Abraham is, is, is producing the fruits and the lifestyle of Abraham. And you encounter these people, you don't know their backstory. They're, they're startling examples of faith. So much so they're like, well, they didn't prepare us for this guy, you know, that, mm-hmm. or the woman who comes in and washes Jesus' feet. Start astounding example of, mm-hmm. of faith or all along the way, or the, the blind man who's calling Jesus son of David. You know, we haven't heard mm-hmm. Jesus called son of David since the infancy narrative. Like, how does this blind guy get it, you know? And, uh, and we tend to even, we, we fall short of those characters too. Like my favorite one from, from, from Luke is the woman who comes in and, and washes Jesus' feet and, and wipes her feet with her, her hair. And, uh, the whole point of it is that, uh, the Pharisee Simon is misjudging the situation and just thinking she's a sinner and saying it, saying in his mind, I thought this guy was a prophet. He would be able to write, see right through sinners and, yeah. uh, and he can't prophets read people's mail and, re, and read right through them and know their thoughts. How does this guy not understand this is a sinner? And then it says Jesus answered him, answered his thoughts. Okay, yeah, yeah. So the, the his his is a problematic perspective that this is a this woman's a sinner. But every almost every Bible you look at, they'll call they'll say the the section title the sinful the woman. sinful woman, right. which is the Pharisaic perspective. So yeah, we fall we I, I, we're we fall short of the biblical writers so often, right? Yeah. The uh, the crowd is very convincing. Yes, um, the crowd's a lot of pressure. Lot of very pressure. often. Yes. Very often the crowd's the, very convincing. The, the, they are, yeah. Even when they're set, set up to be wrong. To be wrong. I think, as I recall, the crowd's wrong at the end of the story, too. I, I'm yeah. just, just a, I a recalling that. They got that. that one wrong. They yeah. got that wrong, too. They're kind of like, they were, in a minute, they're going to cheer Jesus, but then yeah, <laughs> it maybe, maybe it didn't last. So they're mm. fickle. The crowd is <laughs> fickle. <laughs> Crowds are fickle. Oh, well, thanks so much for listening this week. Hope that you will like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at Reading in Church in both of those places for announcements like Robert has disappointed you and let everyone down and <laughs> unable to schedule a podcast, things like that. And uh, we will continue this journey on as there's just a few more weeks. I can to the see end. the end from here. Four, very four more weeks. Yeah, very, very near the end. We'll so. probably do several of those weeks. Yes, well. <laughs> There's every chance. Finishing week. We're finishing week. (laughs) Just like like we began. Have a great week. Blessings. Blessings. Reading in Church is proud to partner with Audible.com. For you, the listeners of this podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. They have over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, MP3 player. Surely you can find something interesting in all of that. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com slash readinginchurch. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash readinginchurch for your free audiobook. Go there today.